0: that One Rental at a Time is possible, and we want to help you take positive steps forward. If you want to learn more about your host, Michael Zuber, please go to Amazon and buy his book, self-titled or self-published, One Rental at a Time. I believe there's a link in the description. If you're ready to get started with buy and hold rentals, but unsure what to do, I strongly encourage you to consider buying our online course. Hey everyone, we are doing our weekly conversation with Anna, and today is a topic we we knew we had to hit. We think we wanted to hit it near the end of the year, so now is as good a time as any. And that is really a couple of things. First off, social media is great; it inspires us, it lets us see what is possible. But in my opinion, there's also a downside. Right, you can look at something and get discouraged, get disappointed, get frustrated, and that's unfortunate. And also Frankly, there are a lot of bad actors out there setting unrealistic expectations and the like. So I thought Anna and I would have a conversation, talk about what's real, talk about what you should take away and what you should ignore. So let's welcome Anna to the show. How are you doing, Anna?
1: Good morning, Michael. Doing very well.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So this was really inspired by a Facebook post, or actually a series of posts now that you've had. Um, why don't you kind of set it up? What inspired you to put that out there? And uh, we'll go from there.
1: Sure. So, uh, you know, as a lot of you have probably thought, there's just so much on social media right now that makes it look like every niche in real estate is just um, an unfailable thing that you should go after and that it's going to be your means to, you know, financial freedom. And there are a lot of, of people, you know, flashing really fancy cars, as we have seen for, you know, a sign of wealth for a very long time. And lots and lots of masterminds coming up that are saying, "Hey, if you just attend my mastermind, you're gonna ten x everything, and you're you know it's gonna be your your path to to quick riches in real estate." And as someone who really like you, Michael, has a heart for newbies and people that are kind of getting started yeah. or you know feel like they've been in it a while, but they just don't feel like they're making a a lot of progress, I get a lot of messages from people, private messages that say, you know, what am I missing? How come all these people are owning thousands of units? And how come they're all making all this money? And is it really worth it to pay ten, twenty thousand dollars to go to these masterminds? And where do I get started? And And why am I not succeeding when I've been trying to do this? And all I have is, you know, eight or 10 units. <laughs> and I really just continue to tell people the same thing over and over and over. And I thought, I get that question honestly more than I get anything else, like mm. how can I join you for investing? or you know how can I get into apartments? it's It's more than anything else. Wow. Why not me? And what am I doing wrong? And so mm. what I realized is that a lot of the people that are really probably well intended many of us, um, myself included, you know, we we try to show the good, bad, and the ugly some people only show the good. And Mm -hmm. even if we're trying to motivate and inspire, if all we ever show is the good, and we, you know, everything is 10x, rah, rah, millionaire, you know, this is the way, then rather than encouraging people, which is probably the intent, it actually can discourage and deflate people and, and depress people and make them feel like they're not measuring up. And so I think it's the age old, old adage of, you know, the grass looks always greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. And we're always trying to pursue what someone else has that we think we need. And in that pro- process, you know, in our society that wants everything today and now mm-hmm. we really don't take a step back and think, you know, these things can take a long time to achieve. I got to start somewhere and yeah. I'm, I really need to not compare myself to somebody else who I have no idea how long they've been in it, yeah. what kind of risks they're taking. Um, what kind of wealth they may or may not really have and whether the success they're showing on Facebook is even real. And so <laughs> that's really the heart of why I started to, to decide, let me post some things that might be helpful for people that feel like that, yeah. that can show them the realities of what they're seeing and um, to just help them to think with a mindset of, rather than compare, how can I take where I am today yeah. to get where I want to be? And take slow, steady, methodical, wise actions in order to get there.
0: I think that's wonderful. Uh, I see the same things. I, I don't get the question as much. I certainly do get it. Kind of why not me and, and what am I missing? Like what? It's amazing that in today's world, still people are looking for the secret. Like yeah. what's the one thing that I'm missing? Does, it does, mm-hmm. does, you know, a version of does the next mastermind have the one secret, right? If I, if I make, it's like, they think if they spend 10 grand, um, going to slide them a piece of paper and it's like, here it is,
1: <laughs> here,
0: here's the secret. And there isn't any, um, at least none that I have found after nearly 20 years, it is the slow and methodical. It's taking one forward step, you know, every day. Um, yes. And that's why I like how our stories, right? We're pretty clear every time we talk, uh, every time I've heard you interviewed, every time I've interviewed, it's like this, this took us 15 years to build. And oh, by the mm-hmm. way, the first eight or nine were ridiculously slow, right? It just takes yeah. so much time to kind of build and get to that escape velocity. Yes. Um, yeah, people, can't, you stop comparing yourself to the, the talking heads on TV because if, you know they talk about thousands of units. You're right. You don't know how long that took them. You don't know if it's real. You don't know if it's really ownership or they're a piece of the ownership. Um, Yeah. I think the one thing people should take from this conversation is is they should feel better about themselves. The the hard part of this business is making the committed decision, right? It's, it's, I'm going to go that way. Um, Yeah. The the other one is, is you've got to stop being distracted. I mean, if you, if you go an inch in 20 different directions, do you really get anywhere? Yes, uh, that's yes. the one. That's the one I hear. Right, I, 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 I one, one gentleman comes to mind. He's must have reached out to me three or four times now. First, he called me on buy and hold because that's right, my book. Then he mm-hmm. goes, "That's too slow. I'm going to flip." All right, and then he and literally, literally, like, he walked back. He's like, "I can't believe how much money these wholesalers are making. I'm going to wholesale." And now it's you know nearly a year later, and he's done nothing.
1: Yeah. I think that's really important. And, you know, I I, want to come back to that unit count and, you know, what, what seems like people have all these units and come back to that. But before that, I think, you know, to your point, it's so important to kind of say, you know, there's all these real estate niches or niches, however you want to say it. And Mm -hmm. many people will say that's the only real way to do it and to do it right. And to make money people that love flipping, they just insist that that's the way to retirement and wealth people that like, small buy and holds insist that that's the way and they'd never mm-hmm. own the big one that they have to share with partners uh-huh. people that own the large multi-family say you should never own single family and small rental families and you're wasting your time and mm-hmm. you got to go big or you know and, and it takes as much time and there's some truth to to the pros of all of those different you know specialty areas but there's also a lot of things that that don't get talked about that make A different niche completely incompatible with your personal goals and visions and what you're trying to accomplish. And so, one of my posts, the first one in the series, was really to say, you know, rather than saying, how can I make money in real estate? Mm -hmm. You can make money in all kinds of things in real estate, but if you dabble in all of it, you're never gonna get really proficient at any of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what you, you know, this example that you just gave it's someone dabbling that's fishing for money. What's the way Mm -hmm. I chase money? And I think we need to reframe our mindset as investors to say, I'm not looking to just chase money for the sake of money because I can keep working at my job and Mm -hmm. still accumulate money. And maybe you love your job and staying in your job while building passive wealth with rentals is the way for you. And you'll never leave your job. You may hate your job and you might find out that you absolutely hate real estate. So because you're trying to chase money, and you think this is the way to money, you might kind of sell your soul and end up doing something you hate even more than your W-2. And yeah. so I think you have to say, you know, real estate is another way to make money. It's another job, no matter what you're doing, unless you're already independently wealthy. Mm-hmm. Initially, it is another job. There's no way around it. So yeah. unless you're very wealthy or you've got very wealthy friends that can help you start a business and you can just lead and, and find people to do all the work for you, some people have success in that model, but most people don't have that um, combination of, of skills, uh, ability to run a company and, and cash right off the bat. And so no matter how you slice it, I'd say for more than 90% of the people, you are creating yourself another job for a while. And you've got to say, when I'm going to chase another job and create, you know, extra time stress on myself to build wealth, what can I do in the way that's going to be least painful and and the best fit for my family, my time, my money, my skills, my personality. And yeah. so, you know, if I am somebody who cannot stand construction and I'm not good at it and I'm not good at numbers, I might not want to go into flipping, you know, no matter how much, ch- how many chunks of cash you can make. Mm-hmm. Um, if I live in an area like you where it's very expensive to buy property and I don't have any money, yeah. then it's going to be really hard for me to try to flip properties in another state when I have zero experience because mm-hmm. it's hard enough to do it in your backyard. Mm-hmm. And so things like that, people are are skipping those questions and just saying wholesaling's where it's at. So I'm going to start flipping's where it's at. So I'm going to start. And I think we need to step back and say, what are your goals and dreams and what is your vision? Why do you think you want to get into real estate? Mm-hmm. And then Let's hone in on what's the best way for you to get started. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I totally agree. I think, I think, you know, the more and more we talk about this, um, I think what folks are getting is they're setting the wrong goal, or maybe they would call it an an expectation. Maybe it's not a goal. Maybe it's an expectation. Again, they're seeing these posts, they're seeing these people, they're, they're like, you know, if, if, if they can do it, I could do it. Right. You know, I'm smarter than he or she. Mm-hmm. But, but what they really need to realize is I think it's the wrong goal, right? The person usually flashing is, is you know, 10 years in or five years in and, or lying, one or the other, but, but that's the expectation. And I think people need to realize uh, they should have a shorter term goal, right? I'm, I'm, one of the quotes that I like that, that's attached to my name is financial freedom is hard, but a better financial future is easy. Right. So if you, if you set financial freedom as your goal or expectation, it takes a long time. But if yeah. you say, I want a better financial future, I mean, that could mean so many. That could mean one rental house, right? That could mean I one sale deal. So let's, let's take the expectation from here down to here. Because, oh, by the way, if you get to this one, you can decide to keep going. Yes. Right? So let's talk about having a better financial future. Because then it's such an easier conversation.
1: I, mm-hmm. I absolutely love that, Michael, because it, it it talks about a couple of things. I mean, one to your point is that it's baby steps and it's a realistic mindset that I'm gonna do something today to create some kind of cash or cash flow yeah,
0: either or,
1: or wealth appreciation down the road that's gonna set me off better for later. But it also allows you to not have to feel like you have to figure that figure it out when you have no idea what you're getting into. <laughs> exactly. And you're you're going to change your mind about what what makes sense for you and at what speed and in what way as you go and as you grow as a person, as an investor, Mm -hmm. as your family dynamics change. You know, I see a lot of people that get out started really young, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. And what they can do in terms of their risk tolerance and their time commitment when they're young is one thing. And as they get older and they have kids and the kids get older and there's more time suck. You're like, I wouldn't and couldn't do the things that I did before then. So I've got to kind of shift gears. So allowing yourself to every day say, how can I better my financial future from here? I think is, is really, really good. I love that quote.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's make that the one that people start talking about, right? If, if we can just make all real estate investors, coaches, mentors, whatever, you know, masterminds talk about, let's, let's take our folk, our tribe, and let's talk about having a better financial future in the next 12 months. Yeah. I mean, your decisions, yeah. your stress, the things you do are just so different instead of getting wrapped around the axle. Like I'm not going fast enough. I can't see financial freedom. It's because yeah. it's not there yet. <laughs> you're, you're years away from that. You know, let's, right. let's, uh, let's reset. So um, I'm glad you like that one. That, uh, I'm going to get yeah. a poster made of that one or something.
1: Uh, yeah, that's it's great. And I think too, you know, to that whole, I think where people struggle, Michael, is they say, oh, well, it might be years away, but this guy said he's just been doing it a year and he's retired. Well, you've got to ask yourself, okay, what did he do before? Did yeah. he make $10 an hour you know, working at McDonald's and now he's made $20,000 a year in a year? Mm-hmm. That's pretty good, but mm-hmm. anybody could retire if that's what they made. It's yeah. pretty easy to do that in real estate, you know, one or two flips a year or done. Hey, yeah. one, you know, one or two rental properties and you're done. So it's different to see a 22 year old guy that says I've retired and I'm never going to go to work than it is to see someone that's maybe 40 or 50 like us who yeah. had six figure corporate jobs that we had, that we were able to give up because of real yeah. estate. And it so it took us a lot longer to get there, yeah. but we also had a much bigger hurdle to clear, to be able to say, we're retiring, you know, thanks to mm. real estate. So yeah. you, you've got to be able to start asking probing questions when somebody makes a claim. Mm-hmm. whether it be what they've done that they can teach you for money to do what they've done or yeah. get you in a mastermind to do what they've done. You've got to ask yourself um, probing questions to not only figure out, are they the real deal? Are they, they doing this, you know, fake it till you make it become a social media um, authority yeah. so that you can eventually grow, which is what most people are doing today. And so, you know, it's great to have social media, but, it's really important that we be authentic and that we have the discernment to be able to ask the probing questions to see through what's real and what's not. And so some of the things I think we need to ask ourselves, like when you see guys that say, you know, I have a thousand units or we're crushing it and we closed this apartment deal and we closed that apartment deal. Okay. Do you really own a thousand units? Cause everybody will say, I own a thousand units. I own 2000 units. I've closed 2000 units this year. Well, how did you do that? Are you really wealthy? Are you, did you have the cash and, and you know, you've got somebody else operating it or are you operating it and really learning and making ongoing cash from that? What I see a lot of times is people are actually an apprentice. And so they've taken a course
0: yeah. and
1: they have gone to somebody and said, I'll work for you for free. If you give me 2% of the deal, Yeah. or I'll raise money for you from my family and friends, um for your deal if you'll give me a little bit of ownership. And so a lot of times people have a very very small role in a big partnership of people and I applaud them for getting started in whatever way they can. Sure. But then they make claims that I did this or I own this and really what they what they have is they are students who have been given compensation rather than, you know, cash yeah. a, as a small percentage of an ownership in a deal. And so They may look like, wow, they're super successful. They did all this stuff, but they might make, you know, $1,000 a month from 2,000 units where you can make $1,000 a month owning a single four unit building by yourself. So you've got to sit back and say, how did they do it? And ask probing questions. Say, this is awesome how you're doing it. Can you show me how you did it? And how much money are you really making from it? What was your role in this deal? How are you doing this? And if you ask those probing questions, somebody that's honest is going to answer them honestly. And you're going to figure out that sometimes it makes a lot more sense to buy smaller properties, own them a hundred percent, and you'll make just as much or significantly more Mm -hmm. than some of the people that you think they're doing so amazing because they claim to own Mm -hmm. all these doors that they really own stock in, you know, they don't own Amazon. They don't, they own Amazon stock. They don't own the apartment units. They have ownership in them. And I think, Too many people are not clear with our words about what we really own, versus what we have ownership in, yeah. and what our real involvement in the space is, and whether that is accomplishing our financial goals or not. So we got to be real careful to chase that, mm-hmm. and to to not hire mentors or go to to you know masterminds unless we're especially asking those probing questions.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad we're talking about this unit count one. This is this is one I found myself falling into mid year it is absolutely not about unit counts. Like you said, you can own, you, if if the deal structure is put together on a thousand unit deal, you could make less each month than a fourplex. You're so right. I mean, I see it all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Right. So let's, yeah, so let's, let's not get enamored with unit count. Yeah. If you want to talk about your cash flow for the month, right? Net, net, that's an interesting conversation, right? How'd you do that? Yes. Uh, Yes. I'd much rather talk about that because I've seen people with, I mean, I know I can think of one individual in my city of Fresno who has, I think, 38 units. And I believe most months he makes zero dollars, right? Yeah. Some win, some lose. They're not, they're, they're not financed very well. And I'm yes. like, yeah, you can tell people you have 40 units, but you know, you're know, you going to be break even and probably four months out of the year lose money. Oh. So, you know, not very impressed, right? So.
1: Yes. And that, that goes back to the whole why are you really in real estate? And if we think my goal is to own 10 units, you know, in 10 years or my goal is to mm-hmm. own a unit number, it it makes what's in your mind and what's foremost in front of you is I got to find a deal. Yeah. Oh, this deal looks nice. It's a nice house. Well, if your goal is cash flow, <laughs> then you're probably better off not chasing a single family house. If your goal is um financial appreciation and you know financial preservation, yeah. then single families can be really smart to do. If your sure. goal is passive and not very much time, they're easier to manage. But I know people that really need the cash mm-hmm. and they're going after nicer, newer, more expensive buildings and then not cash flow. And oh, it's shocking. like, why did you buy that building? Yeah. Because it doesn't meet your financial goals. So it all comes back to where are you today and why do you need real estate? If you want cash, you're gonna chase, a, if you want chunks of cash, you might chase a transactional type of real estate like flipping. Mm-hmm. If you wanna build wealth and cash flow and, and financial freedom, um, which we both advocate through rentals, then you've gotta find the type of rentals that's gonna meet your goals for today. Think about the future, yes, but most importantly, it's today. Do you need the cash? You're going to focus on a certain type of asset. Do you need chunks of chunks of cash? Um, Do you just want to grow appreciation on the back end? You're going to buy a very different type of property. And if you've Mm -hmm. already got cash and you need something passive, that's just going to not go down if we have a market correction. Like a lot of these hedge funds, you might chase something that's new, newer, doesn't give you much cash at all not going to have a great return, but it's going to preserve your capital. So mm-hmm. that financial question to me is the most important is where are you and what do you need financially? What's your number one financial goal today mm-hmm. and go after the properties that are going to help you do that. And, and you've got to then filter out with blinders, everything else you see, every other niche you see, and just go all in to that one thing, one rental at a time. Till you're growing, what you need to do, and then once you've built it and have some momentum, then you can start shifting gears into, you know, expanding upon that.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? Do me a favor. Reach out to Anna or I before you expand out, because most of you want to expand out years too early. Right. Yeah. You've, you've got to get this escape velocity. So, uh, you know, so this this video, this this interview is really discussions about social media, not letting it discourage you, because real estate investing has both provided you and I with frankly, more than we could ask for, right? When we Absolutely. were starting. So yeah. it is, it is there for you. You've got to be focused. Uh, you got to fight like, like Anna talks about all the time, right? You got to know what's right for you. Let's figure mm-hmm. out what your better financial, what, what's going to make you better in 2020, right? Is yeah. it a chunk? To, is it finding out how to generate 20K chunks of cash? Right. Well, okay, great. Focus on that. Is it, is it cash flow, um, you know, maximum yield? Is, is that maybe a residential fourplex? Do you want to preserve mm-hmm. capital? Is it, a, is it a house? Let's do that. Let's not, you know, th- there is no secret, folks, right? It's, yeah. it's focus, it's execution, it's letting all the other nonsense in real estate go by the wayside. That, that's something that Anna and I have both done, and hopefully you've heard in our interviews, is we figured out what was right for us and we just did that. Um, yeah. Is that fair?
1: Absolutely. And I think along with our financial goals, you need to ask in terms of, you know, just a few questions to get your minds going. And maybe we can you know, piggyback on this in future episodes is, mm-hmm. you know, ask yourself, how much time do I realistically have to give to start building? How much cash do I realistically have? What are my skills? You know, an honest assessment of, am I better at numbers? Am I better at construction? Do I like to work alone? Uh, mm-hmm. Do I have trust issues with giving up control? Or would I rather work with a team? You know, what is is my spouse on board? You know, all of those things are really important. And then what are you passionate about? And what do you absolutely hate? And if you can put those things in front of you, along with your financial goals, then as you start to research a little bit, you know, maybe on bigger pockets, you know, research Mm -hmm. wholesaling and what it's involved or flipping and what's involved or rentals, which we believe in much more strongly for long-term growth, what's involved in singles, duplexes, you know, large multifamily, passive, active, And then as you go through and learn what's involved, check off those boxes to say, am I a good fit in this particular niche? And is it a good fit for me today? And where your time and your money and your skills and your passions meet a place that you can make money, that might be the good place to start.
0: I love that. Let's, let's, uh. Let's make that. I guess actually, I think next Wednesday is Christmas. So I think we'll do it the week after. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> we'll let you enjoy your holiday with your family. So, uh, Anna, this has been so much fun. I'm glad you're putting those posts out. Keep it up. Um, I, I always learn something talking to, you, talking to you and have a happy holiday.
1: Thank you. You too. Oh. Thank you. Oh. Bye bye.